Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. I thought it was about time we caught up with our local state member, Susanna Sheed. We haven't spoken to her for a while. Good morning, Susanna. Good morning, Terry. Seems um, a lot of uh, discussion in the community at the moment in the lead-up to the state election. I see that the Shepparton Bypass is becoming, well, I shouldn't say becoming, it always has been, continuing to be a bit of a political football between the parties. Yes, well, it does get tossed around all the time. And I mean, that's because it's so important. It is a really major piece of infrastructure that's needed and, and really the whole bypass is needed. This stage that we talk about is only the second river crossing, but it would take the heavy traffic out of High Street, Shepparton and McLennan Street, Marupna, and both those um, communities and the businesses, particularly along those streets, have called for it for a long time. But uh, it seems like a very long time ago that um, we saw political party after political party promising it um, ever since the Arcadia part finished. And then, of course, they did the Nagambi bit, and we've just been left with this um, situation from, you know, south of Shepparton for a very long time. And uh, again, we're only talking about a bit of it. And it seems to be very hard to get action. And of course, I think harder to get action now that um, we don't have a federal member in the, um, in the government. And so I think it's still worth working on, though. Oh, absolutely. So Daniel Andrews is committed to putting the bypass in front of the new government, which just sounds a little bit uh, lacking in commitment, perhaps. And then, of I course... Don't, I don't know that there's a commitment no. in that. His words were such that I sort of... He said that he would, mm. and that he'd work with me to do it. So I'll be, um, I'll be prodding him endlessly to do that, because I think... Uh, our infrastructure minister now is a Victorian minister who um, is Catherine Kings from Ballarat. So I think what we're going to have to do is really work hard to try and get the Victorian federal Labor ministers who are in government to have a really hard look at uh, the whole state and the infrastructure projects that it needs. And the regions, you know, really have to be given some priority in, in both road repairs and in, of course, for Shepherd and the bypass. But the opposition leader, Matthew Guy, has stopped short of promising a bypass if he's elected as well. Yes, I noticed that. Um, it, uh, it just didn't seem to be much interest. Hmm, that's disappointing because um, we have said as a community uh, many times in the past that that's sort of our number one, I guess, budgetary priority, isn't it? Well, look, it it is, and I think anyone in this community, all, all the local candidates would know that it's a high priority, but um, I think uh, it's a tough one. I, I, it's, we haven't had any success so far. <laughs> And um, other than that, we were able, you know, after all our lobbying a few years back, um, we got the $10 million for the business case. And while others might say or, or try and wonder where that $10 million went, of course we got the business case. And it was sitting on Barnaby Joyce's desk 
for the last 12 months before the, the last federal election and nobody acted on it. So, look, it's one of those things that you just have to not let go of. It's, um, it's really important for not only our community but for the national road system and I think that also needs to be a really important point. It's not just about Shepparton. It's really part of that whole transport system. And, of course, we look at, you know, we look at the Kyala um, West Primary School, we look at the entrance to the Harness Racing Club, we look at that River Road intersection. There are so many parts of our road system, especially there in the south, that are really stressed by the amount of traffic on that road and the, the ingress and, uh, and um, you know, leaving those facilities that are in a high-risk situations now and very difficult to deal with when they're on a major highway. Okay. Just moving on to something different. Uh, you have urged the Victorian government to set up a GP-led primary care centre in Shepparton. Now, a number of these were announced across the state, but we missed out. We did. And the, you, you'll remember the federal government um, promised that they would do urgent care clinics and I think their idea was to set them up in an existing GP clinic of that kind and, and Shepparton was on the list for that but we haven't seen or heard anything more as I understand it on that at this stage and then the state government just announced on Sunday these five priority care clinics and uh, you know Golden Valley Health serves up into the Riverina down to Wallen it's a huge footprint that it has and it's 80 doctors short, 130 nurses short, 40 allied health workers short. And, you know, when you put all that together, you can just imagine the stress that everyone who's working there is under. But always the emergency department is called on to do so much work that would otherwise just be GP-type work. You know, they're not all serious emergency cases where people need admitting to hospital. And so, you know, I called for the government to put us on the list because we're a major regional hospital that really has that need and the shortage of GPs across our region really compounds that. I mean, Marupna now is down to one GP and that's 8,000 people. That is extraordinary. And we know in Shepparton so many of our more senior doctors are retiring or desperate to retire, my husband being one of them just recently. So look, you know, there's an, there's an older generation who are not being replaced in the GP um, arena and there's also an incredible falling off in the overall numbers of young doctors wanting to train as GPs. So even the funnel for getting them up and through is not working. A whole new model for health delivery, for that primary health delivery, needs to be thought up. And I think what the government was proposing is probably more of a Band-Aid while we're in this crisis. And what yeah, well, be better, th better than nothing, hey? Well, ab absolutely. And I'll, I'll be taking that back to taking that back to Melbourne next week as we go back to Parliament. We've only got two weeks of Parliament left and uh, I've got a lot of things I want to say in that time and a lot of people to talk to just to try and get these issues elevated. Well, you can understand why people are inappropriately ending up in emergency departments given that you, you know, if you're trying to get a doctor, I mean, I, I think last time I rang around four different places and was able to get one inconvenient time I mean it's not, that's not great if you're needing um, to see a doctor today you basically just can't 
But the other thing, that's absolutely right, Terry, but the other thing is that everyone should be having some sort of regular health checkups. And I think we're now, we've now moved into a stage where we, we would only think of going to the doctor if we really need to or to get scripts filled or some of those sorts of things. But, you know, I'm starting to worry that so many people who would, you know, regularly, reasonably regularly go and have blood tests and have, you know, their blood pressure taken and a general chat to their GP for their general health and well-being. There's simply not the availability. You feel guilty taking up your doctor's time with that sort of thing here. Of course, COVID has compounded all of that. Absolutely. So I think that is really concerning. And if the emergency department had some relief, I think that would be excellent, especially given the shortage of people we have here. And while they may be stressed in Melbourne, the ratio of doctors and, and healthcare workers in Melbourne is much greater than it is in regional areas, I understand. Just one last point before I let you go. You've been uh, trying to, well, you and others have been trying to draw attention to the need for more social housing developments in our region. We've seen recently one uh, proposal uh, being knocked back um, for fears that it was going to be put in an, in the wrong place. How are you going in that space? Because it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? It's not, a, again, not a quick fix. Yeah, look, it is a difficult one. And, and I, I, I was really delighted that we got $48 million out of the you know the big bill that the government announced a couple of years ago for Shepparton. The difficult thing seems to be spending it. Um, you know, where is the land available? Where is the best place to put it? And, and generally the trend was moving towards not doing high-rise, not putting people who need social housing all in together in confined spaces, but just having people more spread through the community. They do need to be close to services. And, uh, you know, I think uh, public transport in Shepparton is also another issue that needs a close look. And we absolutely need a bus review because we've seen a lot more um, satellite housing areas develop without the extension of bus services into them. And that's something I've been trying to get for quite a while and really does need to happen. I believe we're on the list for one, but uh, we won't be seeing it this year. And, you know, the, so the question is also around where to put social housing. And I'm not keen on the idea of just creating a whole lot of small communities um, in very small spaces to spend the money. I think we've really got to have a good look at the sort of quality of life that we're offering people, the need to have some space, to have parkland, to be near schools and to be near shops and the like. But it's uh, it needs quite a bit of thought. And I think when a lot of money suddenly comes in, there's a need to spend it. And, um, you know, you can start looking hard and fast at where you might want to put it without actually giving consideration to all the issues that, that really surround it. So um, there's a lot of work to be done in that space and, and there is money to be spent. It's a, a question of where we can put it. Also, you know, you know, we've got the funding for our mother-baby unit or early parenting centre. You know, there is a shortage of, of 
good available space, especially around the CBD, for some of the things that are still really needed in the community. And ideally, that would be near the Hunter Building, Carayo Street, so so that all the uh, resources that are there um, would be easily accessible, you know, to a unit such as that. So if anyone's got any land around there, please contact us. If there's, um, you know, there, there's quite a few projects that are being looked at and, and that big building that's going up opposite Target in High Street, you know, that's the new multidisciplinary centre that'll be occupied by the police and I think that hasn't been highlighted that much recently too. A lot of people... Oh, I, didn't know what was ha- I, didn't, I didn't know what was happening there. I think it's a vacant uh, lot at the moment. Well, it's now very heavily built on and it'll okay. be open early in the year and that'll shift the, um, the police sexual assault unit, CASA, and the sort of services that all deal with um, family violence and sexual assault in our community into one into one place. And okay. so, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot happening, but not a lot of space to do it in. And, of course, the inner CBD area is, is the most desirable. Okay. Lots to keep you busy, Susanna? There is. Always, yeah. always. It's, it's fabulous. There's so much happening and, uh, you know, and there's always more that needs to be done. All right. Well, we'll hear more about that when we catch up with you next time. Thanks very much for your time this morning, the member for Shepparton, Susanna Sheed. Thanks, Terry. As we age, maintaining good health and living a pain-free life can become more difficult. Are you somebody who suffers from regular back or sciatic nerve pain? The Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram has been treating people with these conditions for more than 30 years. Don't put up with pain any longer. Book an appointment at the Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram today. Most people only need one or two sessions. Call Sharon today on 0416 494 476. That number again, 0416 494 476. You will also find us at www.naturalapproach.com.au. Station sponsor. We're back. The Tungama Hotel is not just your everyday country pub. It's a Goulburn Valley institution. Established in 1891, the beautiful heritage-listed building is worth the visit alone. On the Silo Art Trail, the Tungama Hotel offers quality lunch and dinners, eat in or take away, as well as accommodation, including some brand new ensuite rooms. It's family and dog-friendly as well as offers catering for all functions, including weddings and parties. Open seven days for lunch and dinner. Why not organise a group and grab the courtesy bus? A Tungama Hotel, more than just a country pub. 1FM sponsor. Footy finals are upon us again. Do you want a new TV to watch your team win the premiership this year? Jason's TV have large Samsung TVs on special with stock currently available. We love selling the Samsung TV range because not only is the picture quality great, but they have the best smart TV functions, including KO, for your sports viewing and the footy finals. Jason's TV can home deliver and set it all up for you with full instructions so it's easy to use. So for huge savings on your next TV, call Jason's TV 0403 688 1FM sponsor. Seven out of ten cars stolen today will be stolen using their own keys. Make sure you leave your keys out of sight, behind a locked door, and visit www.howsafeismyplace.com.au to find out more simple things you can do to protect your home and family. It's a free service from Neighbourhood Watch in partnership with RACV. HowSafeIsMyPlace.com.au You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.